Welcome to episode 110 of Telepractice Today with Kim Dutro-Allen and Dr. Todd Houston. Welcome back to another episode. I'm here with with Michelle again this week. Kim is still a wall. Now she's, uh, I think, coming back from vacation this weekend, and so Kim will be back with us next week uh, or the next episode. So Michelle, thank you for being back and co-hosting again. Uh, it's been wonderful having you on board. Um, and let's talk about this product that we're going to hear more about from our guest, Coco Lingo. You had some time to to spend working with that today. Yes. So, well, first of all, thank you, Todd, again, for having me here. And it's always like so inspiring getting to listen to both you and Kim and then being a part of this. It's remarkable. And today, yeah, we're going to learn a little bit more about a website called Coco Lingo. And when I heard about this, I was really excited because as a school-based therapist, I'm always looking for different types of material and resources to use in therapy, as well as to um, send along to families and caregivers. And Coco Lingo kind of checks all the boxes. So I've used it. It's great to use via telepractice. You can screen share and um, you and your client can really be a part of this really neat platform that really focuses on articulation. So you can use it in therapy, use it for the entirety of therapy for a little part of it, and then also send it home to families. So it's a fun, engaging platform, and I'm excited that we'll get to learn a little bit more about it. Yeah. So the the uh, guest we have on is Amy Yacoub, and she uh, is, I guess, the U.S. representative a consultant. Uh, the company that has developed this is based in Croatia, and they're developing all these different versions for countries around the world. So let's just go to Amy and hear more about this great product. Hi, are you creative? Do you want to give a webinar or teach a course? Maybe you're a writer. Do you want to create a blog? Maybe you have an idea for a podcast. Whatever your passion is, we at 3C Digital Media Network want you to be a content creator so we can bring your ideas to life. So, to get started, visit our website at 3cdigitalmedianetwork.com and sign up to be a content creator. We look forward to seeing your passions come to life on our platform. Well, Amy, welcome to the podcast. Can you share more about your background? Yes, thank you so much for having me. I'm really happy to be here talking to you, Todd and Michelle and all of your listeners. Um, I am a speech language pathologist and I've worked for over 10 years providing in-person speech therapy. And during that time, particularly in the past four years, I started providing private teletherapy services. So some of that has been early intervention for the state of California. 
I'm based in Florida, so I do have a Florida license and a California license. And I also have several international clients. So as I started kind of expanding my horizon, so to speak, as far as the different avenues that I could take with my career, I began doing some private teletherapy and have just started to uh, be contacted by some patients kind of just around the world. So I have some uh, clients that are in, I have one in Portugal, I have one in Thailand. Um, so these are American children who parents have relocated some temporarily to other countries and are looking for uh, American English-based uh, speech therapy services. So yeah, and I have taken these different avenues with my career. And along that path, I was contacted by Miroslav Vrankic, who is the founder and CEO of eGlass. And it's an assistive technology company that's based in Croatia. And I was asked to serve as the American SLP consultant for a digital platform for articulation therapy called Cocolingo. Awesome. So let's let's go back to the beginning. How how did you find speech language pathology? It's always sort of an interesting story because it's not top of mind for a lot of uh, high school or undergrad students. Uh, so how did how did you find speech language pathology? So I always just knew that I loved working with children and I wanted to work with children in some capacity. So I thought that that was going to be maybe taking uh, the route of psychology. So I started kind of on that and was a psychology major and was required to do some externships as part of my bachelor's degree. And one of those I did at a local children's hospital. I shadowed an occupational therapist, a speech therapist, and an early interventionist. And that was really my first exposure to the world of speech therapy. Like you said, it's not typically something that, you know, you are at least 10 years ago that you would really hear about when thinking about careers. Right. So I just, in shadowing, I just fell in love with it. I thought it was fun, um, meaningful. I uh, could really make a difference and see the progress. And so from there, I, that was my senior year of college. So I quickly mm -hmm switched over to speech, and I then went to Columbia University to get my master's in speech pathology. Oh, very nice. Big, big program, big city. <laughs> yes, yes, especially coming from uh, St. Petersburg in Florida was definitely a big change. That's a great time to go, though. If you're going to do it, just go, you know? Yes, exactly. <laughs> So how did uh, so um, you have then set up a private practice since then, obviously, and uh, started with uh, in-person therapy, and and now then that sort of transitioned into telepractice. So tell me, tell us about how that uh, that transition happened, and and what populations have you primarily primarily served with telepractice. Yeah, so I actually started doing more telepractice or started doing telepractice about four years ago. Um, so soon after my daughter was born. So I knew that I wanted to reduce my hours that I was working in person. 
Um, and so I kind of looked into how I could use my expertise as a speech pathologist in different avenues and what I could do with my degree. And I found a company that was based in California that was just starting off providing um, early intervention services via telepractice. So they have some remote areas out there that are uh, close to the border between uh, California and Mexico that were just really hard for a lot of families to have access to care out there. So they started this virtual early intervention program. And I was one of the first therapists to pilot the program and it has been really successful. So that allowed me, especially with the time change between Florida and California, allowed me to reduce my hours that I was working in person in Florida. And I could, you know, see some clients uh, after my daughter went to bed at night, um, you know, nap time. It just I loved the flexibility of that. So I have been with them for four years and then since then started doing some, some private work also. So that's been great. Great. I think this, it's this high correlation between pregnancy and childbirth and telepractice. That's a whole new research study. <laughs> that needs to happen. So. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Yeah, I think, you know, it's interesting because I think we all kind of realized through the pandemic that teletherapy has really just exploded. But I think, like you mentioned, that that is a whole nother chapter how, yes, I think like SLP is just looking for flexibility, especially, mm -hmm. you know, I think that, um, I mean, at least, you know, where I've worked, it's a lot of women who are in those years when they are having babies and starting families. And so to be able to have that flexibility and do teletherapy and kind of schedule on my own time, um, reduce the amount of time that I'm traveling to work has just been really great. Sure. It's, it's better quality of life, better, better, that you know, work life balance thing. And uh, so I think there's a lot to that and, and telepractice, you know, fits all that. So it's, it's been great to see. Exactly. Yeah. And telepractice. And, you know, I also started doing um, some blog writing and some content writing for a couple different websites in the field. Um, I also uh, do some work with Parentville, which is a mm. uh, division of bye-bye baby and so mm -hmm. through them I provide uh, virtual parent education classes and um, so I do teach a class called baby babble oh, and nice. that's through bye-bye baby their new app yeah and so that's mm -hmm. been great too and it's just for expectant parents or parents of young ones at home that kind of want to get a jump start on um, language stimulation so the virtual parent education classes have been again just something uh, really fun to do for me and just kind of learning all the different ways that I can use my expertise. That's really, really cool. So, right. So you're kind of blending your expertise with this, um, with this whole, also this technical knowledge. Now, do you have a background in app development or how did you get kind of connected with these different companies? I don't, you know, I, I think, you know, I just started kind of looking and applying for jobs as a blog writer and a content writer. So I think it kind of started with that. And then obviously there is so much technology out there for speech therapy that um, a lot of these companies I noticed were, you know, started by engineers or app developers who maybe 
had, you know, the technical knowledge, but maybe not all the clinical knowledge behind starting um, an app or some kind of new technology. So a lot of them uh, are looking for somebody that has that clinical knowledge to kind of consult with. So I think I just kind of got in my head that mindset that I, you know, was going to be a SLP consultant. And Mm -hmm. um, I just found all these really cool little projects to work on. That's awesome. Yeah, it's it's sort of that solo entrepreneur sort of mindset as well of, you know, another aspect of the age we're living in is, you know, developing multiple streams of income and, but still being able to sort of be under your umbrella of expertise, but, you know, doing lots of different things. I think that's really exciting. Yeah, it's been exciting. And I think at first, uh, you know, I had to kind of, like I said, learn how to juggle it. And I think once I got in the mindset of, okay, I'm not working on 10 different projects, <laughs> even though I, I was or I am, but more that, you know, I am, you know, kind of starting this business as an SLP consultant, and then I can handle several projects under that. It made it a little bit more manageable. Um, and in my mind, just this, you know, that again, I'm not working on so many projects. I've got this other kind of business going where I am consulting for these different programs. I think that's awesome. So let's let's talk about Cocolingo and and go sort of tell us how you've you've kind of explained how you got connected a little bit there, but you know, maybe go in a little more detail and then you know explain what it is because I I've been to the site today and I was really impressed. Great, yes, I am. I mean, as a speech therapist. I'm really excited about it. And I've been using the program a ton. I think there's a lot about Cocolingo that sets it apart from any other digital therapy material that I've used. So like I kind of started to mention, I was contacted by the CEO of eGlass, an assistive technology company based in Croatia. So they were looking for an SLP consultant from America. So they had started this program called Cocolingo and it's not an app. It is a website, so it can be accessed on a tablet or an iPad, but it can also be accessed through a desktop or laptop computer, which I think is great. Um, so it is an articulation game, so to speak. Um, and you go to the website, cocolingo.com, and it's a really fun, I guess, treasure hunt themed program. And it's designed for working on articulation, and it is designed for both SLPs and parents to use at home with the kids. So uh, Cocolingo was first developed during the pandemic, like so many other uh, teletherapy materials. And so it started in 2020 in Croatia, and that was right after the COVID-19 pandemic started. And at that time, there was just this emerging need for software solutions and teletherapy. And uh, so that's when the idea for Cocolingo was born. So it was initially created by a team of Croatian SLPs and it just became really successful. And there's currently over 10,000 registered users in Croatia for Cocolingo. Um, and so because Cocolingo was so successful in Croatia, more versions of the program were developed um, and each one uh, for whichever country Cocolingo was developed for was developed by a team of SLPs from that respective country. 
So of course there's, you know, differences within the individual phonemes included on the, in the articulation program, um, you know, for each language. And I've kind of learned there's even some differences as far as how we as SLPs around the world approach articulation therapy. So that's been interesting. So kind of, you know, helped consult on that and kind of um, our standard here that we as SLPs typically follow for articulation therapy. So, so that that's an interesting comment. So, what what what's been different about some of the other approaches, or how people so, view artic? Yeah. So I've learned that. Um, it seems like you know, at least in like Croatia, that they they do more um, oral motor exercises. Mm. So I know that some here do some SLPs. There's kind of that debate there, mm -hmm. but it seems like kind of the standard there to do some oral motor exercises or some warm ups. So I've talked to some SLPs there, and they tend to do kind of like, I guess, um, kind of a warm up. So if you're working on maybe the P sound, then in the beginning of the session, you're going to just practice, you know, popping your lips or just pushing your lips together and kind of get get ready, so to speak, for making that mm -hmm. specific sound. Um, so you know, when it came time to make the American version, I mentioned there is kind of a little bit of a debate there. And I I wouldn't say it's the standard, so to speak, to do those oral motor exercises. So that was something that kind of differed between the American and the Croatian version. Um, and then, you know, things like minimal pairs are something that we do a lot here. It sounded like that's not done as much in Croatia. So I recommended including you know, starting off on a sound um, to include something like minimal pairs. Very That's really great. Yeah. yeah. I was telling you before I, so I registered and started using the website and it's really cool. It's really engaging and fun. And the thing that I really appreciated was the description of like for the, for example, for the placement of a particular sound. So it's really neat to hear kind of you're the person behind that. You're the one that kind of, that, or that developed that description and how it changes from country to country. It's, it's great. Yes, exactly. So I um, kind of developed or edited the transcripts. So if you log into Coco Lingo, you'll see that you can choose a sound, a speech sound that you're going to work on. And then you immediately get um, this really fun video of Pirate Lucky. So it's a video of the pirate. Um, and he's actually an actor, but I think it's great and really sets Coco Lingo apart from, like I mentioned, any digital articulation therapy material that I've used because the pirate is doing this video modeling of the speech sound that you're targeting. So whether you're doing teletherapy or in person with a client, or if a parent is doing, you know, some homework and they're going to log into Coco Lingo and work on a sound at home. They're still getting that video modeling of how to produce the sound. Um, and he is an actor. The pirate is an actor, but I did coach him and help develop the transcripts for different cues to produce each sound. So it's kind of like having, having a speech therapist right there in your home, which is really cool. A, a speech therapist who's a pirate. That's a, exactly. That's a, that's a, <laughs> Maybe I should have tried that years ago. Could have could have made all the difference. <laughs> exactly. I know. Yeah. So I mean, it's really fun. He is very engaging. He's got a little uh, parrot cocoa that he shows throughout different videos within the articulation game. Um, and then as the reward for kind of doing these activities and exercises, the kids 
kids get coins and then they can use the coins to go into the cocoa store and they can buy these different accessories and things for uh, Pirate Lucky's parrot. So um, it's fun for them to watch him. It's somebody different. So I think sometimes when we're in speech therapy, you know, kiddos are coming to us every week or twice a week, or, you know, maybe they're not as receptive to maybe a parent kind of coaching them through how to make a sound or practicing at home. So having this great, really um, personable, fun pirate doing these video modeling and um, coaching the, the child how to make these sounds, I think really gets the kid's attention. Yeah, I could see this like through telepractice, even just sharing your screen, using it as part of the therapy session is really great. And then, of course, um, giving the family access, having the family um, use this program to practice carryover or some extra work outside of the therapy session. Yeah, exactly. So that's, a you know, another thing that I feel like, you know, there's the video modeling and then another component of Coco Lingo for articulation therapy that I feel like really sets it apart is that uh, it's very parent friendly. So I think there's so many materials out there for strictly, you know, SLPs are really designed more for SLPs. And we kind of have to know what we're looking for or how to progress through a sound and, you know, that we're going to work on a sound in isolation yeah. first and then in words and word positions. But really, this is something that uh, whether a parent is already in, you know, the child's in speech therapy or they're on a waiting list to get into speech therapy, it's very parent friendly. So that's something that they can start with at home and um, they can kind of easily, there's a lot of support. We have a live chat there. Um, you know, there may be some things in the work, like having an SLP as a consultant to help them progress through, but there's basically different islands and it targets the sounds in, uh, at different levels. So it's very parent friendly. Um, and then we also have a statistics feature. So if the parent is practicing at home, then the SLP can log in later and see the child's data so they can see what sound that they did practice and how they did. So let's take a, you know, maybe 10,000 foot view of Coco Lingo for a moment. So how many phonemes can you target with it? And what are the levels that you can work up from and, and sort of how, you know, just for how is it laid out? Okay. Okay, so you log in to cocolingo.com. And right now, if you sign up as a therapist, you'll see that you can either sign up as a therapist or as a parent. So if you do a therapist login right now, that is going to be free. So you have access to Coco Lingo for free for one year. I don't know how long that will last. So definitely encourage everybody to go ahead and do that soon. So you can log in as a set up an account as a therapist, and that will be free for a year. And um, parents can also create a parent login, and that is charged for right now. So when you log in, you have a dashboard, and you can specifically write maybe the client's name there. And then you will choose your speech sound. So we have 31 sounds right now. So, um, and that includes like the R blends. So each individual R blend sound. 
So once you choose your sound, then you can, if you choose to, you can watch a brief video introduction of that sound by Pirate Lucky. And he'll do a fun little tongue twister involving words that contain that sound. And then you'll go to the map. So when you look on the map, you will see for most sounds, there are four islands. So you'll start at island one, and this is kind of progressing through the hierarchy of how we target sounds in articulation therapy. So starting at island one, you know, you'll target the sound in isolation and you'll do some activities for that. You'll also do some auditory discrimination and then you'll progress through the islands. So you'll move to producing the sound in syllables at the next island, then single words in different word positions. And then you'll move all the way up to the last island, which is um, using sentences. So there's some little stories there that are fun and you will record, you will say some different sentences um, that complete a story and then you complete that activity. So you have a lot of flexibility there. You can stay on an island and repeat the activities as much as you want, or you can start you know, midway through the island. Say you've been working on a sound with a child and they're already kind of at the single word level. You can go straight to that island. So very flexible. Um, so within each island, there are a few different activities. So we have some games like, um, funny words where you'll just say the, the sound in a syllable and there might be like an animal like a monkey that climbs up a tree each time that you say the sound um, and a really cool thing is that there is a rating there so the target word will come up on the screen and then we've got two stars there green or yellow and you'll rate the child's production as great or good. <laughs> so we keep it positive. Um, and then of course, as SLPs, we know that to be accurate or inaccurate production of the sound. So you can also use that for, you know, older kids could maybe do some self-monitoring and rate their own production of the sound. So for each, uh, each trial, so to speak, you'll have them or you will rate their production. And then at the end of the session, you can go into the statistics and your data is right there for your session. So you'll kind of see uh, what percentage accuracy that the child got for each sound. Awesome. So how, excuse me, so how have children responded to this? I'm sure so they I, love it. They love it. Yeah, <laughs> it's really fun. Um, I've used it with a few kids that are, um, different ages too, just to kind of see how they respond to it. And um, it's been really fun. Like you mentioned, Michelle, it's great for screen sharing. So I've used it both in person and for my teletherapy sessions. So for teletherapy, I do the screen sharing feature. Um, I've also used, there's an option to invite a parent to play along at home. So I have done that where I sign up, we work on it in therapy, then you can send the parent will get an email, they can sign up and there's their homework for the week to continue, you know, working on their sound and cocoa lingo. So that's really fun. Um, instant homework, you don't have to search online for some kind of worksheet or something for the kiddos to do. Um, but they've really liked it. Um, and they're, they're really motivated by the idea of earning the coins. And then at the end, being able to go in, like I mentioned, to that Coco store, and they get to buy the different accessories for the parrot. 
the parent has a closet. So each time they log in, they can kind of see all of the, the different things that they've already bought for the parent that are in the closet. So um, just, just fun and the activities are, you know, they can be, you can modify them depending on the child's age or maybe attention level. So we have a memory game and there's different options to choose like how many cards you're going to use in that memory game. So I can just do four cards or I can do, you know, a, a larger number if it's maybe an older child. So there's lots of room for kind of modifying it depending on the age of your client. It sounds really awesome. Cool. So, yeah, what's what's the next steps? What are you what what is going to be the next are you going to have more versions of Coco Lingo? And I guess we should let our listeners know it's K-O-K-O-L-I-N-G-O.com. Um, and so going to be more versions or, or different uh, different uh, games altogether. Um, what do you think is going to come in the future? Yeah, there is a lot of exciting things coming for Coco Lingo. So um, there are, so we launched the American version at ATIA just in January, this past January. And uh, soon after that, we launched the British version. And that was the BETT show in London just in uh, March. And right now we're preparing the German version of Cocolingo with a team of German SLPs. So it just continues to be really successful and help so many SLPs and parents work with kids with articulation disorders. We're just continuing to expand the program. And so soon we'll have a total of five language versions from around the world. Um, and that could just continue to grow. And as far as the... American version of Coco Lingo. Yeah, we are constantly kind of looking at it and making some changes and updates to it. So it's only going to get better. And um, we're looking at things like a possibility of having an articulation screener available to parents where maybe they would mm -hmm. do this. If they don't have access to a speech therapist or maybe they aren't ready to start speech therapy directly that they can still maybe do this screening and try some things at home on their own before maybe doing some direct intervention or you know it could kind of guide guide them through how to use the program or we're thinking of maybe some ways that coco lingo can connect slps or connect parents with an slp in oh, their nice. area so we would definitely encourage yeah if there's any therapists out there that would be interested in, in any type of like partnership or working with Coco Lingo or have a teletherapy practice that would like to use Coco Lingo to kind of, you know, continue to expand their practice, then um, we're definitely looking for those SLPs too. Awesome. Well, it all sounds wonderful. And, uh, and I think it's, it's a great product and I hope our listeners will, will definitely go to the website and sign up. Yeah, I yeah. think it is just, there's so many activities for articulation within this program. Um, so lots of fun activities. And I think really from what I've seen, kids really enjoy it and they ask to play it. So you can, you know, do this for just 
part of your session. You can do it for more. Um, we've kind of looked into some research and found that, you know, even for parents, just 15 minutes of practicing at mm-hmm. home a day can improve articulation. So it's something, like I mentioned, that is just really user-friendly for parents to go on and SLPs. And you're really, you have that synergy between um, the parents and the SLP by both using the program. So I think that's great. And um, yeah, and again, therapists can sign up now and get a year for free. So would definitely take advantage of that before it ends. Awesome. Yeah, you mentioned the the short therapy. Our current episode that's out this week as we record this is um, from Gabrielle Nicolette, and she does sort of micro dosing. That's how she describes it: of short, uh, ten to fifteen minutes of intervention, uh, but maybe every day, ten to fifteen minutes, and and she's seeing great outcomes. So it, it fits to what we're seeing other clinicians are are doing. So that's great. Yeah. No, I think I definitely agree with that. And you want to keep those kids attention, whether you're pulling out, you know, your tablet during the session or you're doing teletherapy. I think we, you know, we want it to be most effective. And if that means, you know, 15 strong minutes of therapy, Mm -hmm. then that's great. And same goes with parents at home. You know, I think a lot of times they're not sure, like, how much do I practice? Or we give them this worksheet or we direct them to a website, but they don't know, you know, do I just do this worksheet one day this next week and then I'm done practicing or how often? So yeah, we've, we've kind of looked into that. And I think like 15 minutes of, you know, Coco Lingo, it's just, is doable and fun. Um, so that's what kind of what we're recommending. Awesome. That's really great. Well, Amy, I think there we've come to the most important time in the, in the interview. Okay. Which is what we call our moment of Zen. Zen for us may not be Zen for you. So uh, we have th- three different lists of questions, and it's list A, list B, and list C. And which list would you like? So choose a list. Let's go with A. Okay. One of those A people, huh? Okay. <laughs> so this is, again, just a fine little activity we, we've done uh, for a while now. And it's just to get to know you a little bit better. So what's the most used app on your phone? Oh, no. <laughs> oh gosh. I would probably have to admit that it's Amazon. <laughs> Are we talking that... or, um, no, 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 just yeah. anything. Yeah. yeah. It's funny that that thumb can just do all kinds of shopping on your phone. I've tried moving it to the last screen. So it's not, you know, right there when I open my phone, um, but it's just too easy. And it, it um, is wonderful for a, a busy working parent to be able to order something and it's there that evening. <laughs> well, every time my wife balances the checkbook, she yells at me because she will say, you have to stop ordering stuff on Amazon. You just have to stop. There's nothing else you need. So, yeah, I understand. I, I feel your pain. Uh, the, the next question is, what was the last TV show or movie that you streamed? Oh, well, you know what? I have a four-year-old, so it would actually be the new Buzz Lightyear movie. <laughs> ah, very nice. I've heard good things yeah. about that. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's definitely... Um, 
for the older generation of, you know, the Toy mm-hmm. Story fans. Really fun. We saw it on 3D in 3D in the movie theaters. So mm-hmm. I feel like mm-hmm. it's been a long, long while since I have um, seen a a grown up movie. But <laughs> I'm, I'm enjoying this time of watching these these movies. It's very nostalgic. <laughs> That's cool. Um, what's your favorite book? Oh. Um. I, I would say, um, gosh, this is a really hard one. <laughs> I don't know if I should pick day. This is a tricky one. Um, I would say favorite book. Um, gosh, there are a lot. And I'm actually in a book club. So we've read a lot. Um, there is one called um, Where the Crawdads Sing. And yeah, yeah. it is so good. And it, it they're coming out with a movie. Mm-hmm, and it's going mm-hmm. to be directed by... Reese Witherspoon, um, right. and I think even like there's a Taylor Swift song that was. She just released a song, yeah. Just uh-huh. yeah. oh my gosh, it's called Carolina. Movie. Yeah. Okay, that's more than I knew. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I grew up in South Carolina, so I kind of when when those kinds of things are out there, kind of it tweaks uh, my interest when I hear about this. Yes. Yeah. Um, next question. If you could create, and now we're going to get deep, okay? So get ready. If you could create one law of behavior that everyone had to do, what would it be? Oh, wow. And I only get one. (laughs) I would say, um, I think just be kind to others. Um, I think just just have that kindness and respect for others and you know you hear it sometimes that you really just never know what's going on in somebody's life or what they have been through what they're currently going through and just with all these years working with families um you know and i i work with a lot of families who have kiddos that are very medically complex mm-hmm. um and just, you know, you just have no idea. And I think just having that kindness towards others and just always keeping that in mind that, you know, we are all wearing a million different hats, trying to juggle a lot of different things. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, I I think just that goes a long way of just, you know, giving people the benefit of the doubt and just being nice. I think that's a a great thing. The golden rule, right? Yes. Um, Next question. Who would you like to have dinner with, dead or alive? Ooh, these are great questions. <laughs> are they all this good or is A the best? <laughs> oh, we have three lists. So you'll have to come back on. We'll get do a different list next time. Yeah. Okay. All right. Um, dinner with anybody. Oh, you know what? I because I can only pick one person, I think I would pick. Um, Michelle Obama, I think, you know, because I would mm-hmm. love to hear just from her and her experiences and from everybody that she has met too, and pick her brain about that and talk to her. Mm-hmm. And I just think that, um, gosh, she was just an amazing first lady and role model and did so much with her position that, mm-hmm. um, I think it would just be super interesting to, to get some words of wisdom from her. 
She's a she's a popular yeah. pick for that question. Really? She really is. Um, what's the scariest thing you've ever done? And you can define scary in any way you'd like. Oh, um, <laughs> like I think you know I did um, travel a while ago to um, Africa, to Ghana. I was actually in grad school. I was in SLP grad school. And at Columbia, Mm -hmm. we had um, a program where you could go abroad. And so Mm -hmm. we went to West Africa, to Ghana, um, and uh, just a very different way of life there. And looking back, it was, you know, there were some um, a little bit scary times. So there was a time that um, I was actually just telling my daughter about this today because we were talking about crocodiles. And I told her about when I was on this SLP grad school trip and we uh, went in a canoe um, all these 20 something grad school <laughs> students, um, <laughs> led by one of the locals. And there were um, hippo, like very large hippos, you know, right around us. Um, probably crocodiles under two. And um, that was a little moment where I, you know, I thought I was pretty adventurous and I could kind of handle something different like that, but a, li- a little scary. Now I can tell sure. that story and it's fun, but yeah, definitely a little, a little scary at the time. Yeah. And, and, and the hippos can be aggressive from what I've yes. read. Yes. So we kind of like, uh, went back the other direction um, (laughs) when we saw that, but I got some great photos and yeah, that's what I, exactly what I was telling my daughter that, you know, in uh, TV and cartoons, they, they look cute and they've got those little floppy ears, but they are aggressive. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Well, with, with that question, the number one answer is having children. I was going to say that. (laughs) (laughs) But I don't want to scare any listeners who sure, you know, sure. not have children yet. <laughs> um, the next question you may have just answered, actually. Uh, where is the most exotic or farthest place you've been? So in West Africa? Yeah, I think that would be um, the most exotic, definitely. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. yeah. Next one is, uh, if you didn't choose your current profession, what would you like to try? Oh, I think it would be, um, I, I would like to do something probably totally different if I could pick something, if I was going to pick something different. Um, so as much as I love being a speech therapist, I probably would want to do something, um, create using creativity in another way. Um, Mm -hmm. maybe like a business owner, maybe own Mm -hmm. a restaurant, bakery, something like that. Um, you know, I, I think I would probably do that. I think I would own own a bakery. Cool. That'd be cool. Um, what's a pet peeve that you have? Hmm. Um, oh, I would say, <laughs> they're so great. Um, I <laughs> would probably say, hmm, um, be when people are maybe on their cell phone a little bit too much, which I am probably mm. guilty of too, but I would say having your phone out too much um, or at times when, you know, maybe you should be a little bit more present. Yes. So, like walking across the street. 
Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I, yeah. Today I saw somebody on a skateboard texting and I was like, yeah. <laughs> <Wow>. yeah. <laughs> so I think that, and then, you know, just when you're, um, in social situations and things too, I think, uh, yeah, that, that would be a big one, but I probably need to remind myself of that too. Very true. Well, here's the last question. So if heaven exists, what do you want to hear God say when you enter the pearly gates? Oh, okay. This is probably the most challenging one of mm. the series. I think I would just want to hear like that, you know, um, I guess you, you did, you did what you were supposed to do. Like you did kind of what you were meant to do. Um, you fulfilled your purpose. That's awesome. Well, Amy, it's been great having you on the podcast and best of luck with your private practice and with Coco Lingo. Thank you. Yeah, I'm excited. I hope, um, you know, I think it will be very helpful for parents and SLPs make articulation therapy a little bit more fun <laughs> and um, just a great resource for everybody. So definitely, you know, encourage everybody to go to cocolingo.com. Yes, it's spelled with K's. Maybe we can link it here so everybody knows. Um, but yeah, good luck to everybody. And again, if any SLPs want to reach out, um, we're, we're always here. We'd love to hear from them and get some feedback. Awesome. Thank you again. Well, that was Amy Yacoub. Thank you, Amy, for joining us. And for everyone listening, go check out cocolingo.com. It's K-O. K-O-L-I-N-G-O dot com. And if you're a speech language pathologist, you can sign up for a year of free access to Cocolingo. So there you go. And thank you for joining us on this episode of Telepractice Today. If you don't mind, please rate, review, subscribe, follow, or share this episode or this podcast with others. We always like your five-star reviews. That helps us to attract new subscribers. So please, if you have some time, please do that for us. Leave us a five-star review. And until next week, be safe and be kind. This has been a production of the 3C Digital Media Network. 